Hola Madridistas, welcome to the preview for our game against Sevilla at home. You know, this is a team who's never made it easy for us. And, you know, there's also the big elephant hanging over us, the emotional return of Ramos at the Bernabeu for all of us. But before we get into our agenda for today, a word from our sponsors, Manscaped, who are the pioneers for male grooming. If you want your balls smelling great and feeling soft like a marshmallow, you know, go check out manscaped.com and, you know, check out with the code LBR20. For 20% off and free shipping. That's LBR20 at manscaped.com. And an additional bonus tip for you usual listeners who miss Farooq. Go check out our Instagram page where we posted a picture posting with all of the Manscaped products. And Mo, did you see how happy Farooq was with Manscaped? Do you miss him? Man, they, 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 like it is impossible not to miss Farooq, so... You know, that, that's a redundant question. But yeah, like, uh, Farooq actually had some issues with his WhatsApp. So he was saying, like, I had to be the, you know, the, the kind of middleman, you know, transporting pictures from Farooq to Sunet. So it's kind of funny. I saw all of those pictures and I was like, man, this guy should be on the cover of GQ, you know, like Sunet yeah. said in the, in the WhatsApp group. So, I mean, if there are any agents looking out for some, you know, male model talent, even if Manscaped is looking for some modeling talent, you know, Farooq is the guy to go to. Absolutely. And uh, we have Metro TV in the comments already. He says, Hala Madrid, pick up the panel. Hala Madrid. Hala Madrid, indeed. Yeah, man, let's, uh, get. I guess, get down to business, especially since, you know, uh, feeling a bit under the weather. Uh, and uh, hopefully this is a quick one. But there's a lot of stuff to discuss. Um, an important game. Uh, we floundered a bit against Rayo in the last game. But luckily, uh, Girona didn't capitalize. And Barcelona, they're slowly, slowly inching towards, you know, the second spot. Do you actually think, uh, you know, the Spanish FA, they do some bullshit and then somehow Barcelona becomes second? I don't know. And uh, Girona might do it themselves. So they might not need to do anything. But yeah, like, I kind of understand where everybody's sneaky suspicion is coming from. But, you know, the funny thing is, like, my Barcelona supporting friends always keep crying about, you know, everything in Spanish football is against us and all of that shit, you know. I just yesterday somebody sent me a, uh, uh, I think it was a tweet, and he, they were crying about the FFP rules and everything. So it's it, like you know, even if they go through, they'll still not accept that maybe the RFEF and La Liga kind of help them. They'll still have find something to complain. So it's gonna be funny. But yeah, man, overall, I, I, I do. Hope, you know, one there was a funny thing that happened yesterday. Uh, Girona they kind of made a post on their Twitter saying that, you know, they are going to display Manchester City's trophies. So anybody who wants to come and take pictures can do that. So I kind of found it funny, you know. It's like this team, instead of, you know, trying to appease their fans by winning their own games, they want them to support City. So the, the, as some people would say, the game is not even in the room right now with us. <laughs> so, yeah, and when you think about that, I would rather, you know, you think, oh, man, maybe it's better that Barcelona, uh, you know, finish about Girona. We don't like this bullshit and... Liga, yeah, but but I mean, whoever finishes second finishes second. What can we do? As long as Ramadan finishes first, I'll be happy. Yeah, with the Girona thing, I kind of understand. Man. Like, uh, it's probably like the only time Girona fans can actually uh, see a Champions League trophy, post with it. Like, even if it was Barcelona's Champions League trophy, I like, I would definitely go and take a picture. No, I mean, the funny thing, the, for me, the thing is like, you know, you you are an independent club who's fighting for the Champions League, right? If they get in the Champions League next year, what are they going to do? Like, if, they, if they're if they drawn with City, are they going to be like, yo, you man, you go and score. We're just going to stand over here. 
So yeah, I, I mean, there, there's a philosophical question about you know whether how do you have how you if I stackling all these multi club ownerships and how do you regard them? So for me personally, I'm not a big fan, you know, of having multiple teams in the same confederation. So for me, Girona is like a plastic club, and you know, they're ruining football, you know, like like old man yelling at clouds. Yeah, <laughs> it's already out of the bottle, so you know nothing can be done. So for for me personally, uh, yeah, I don't like really like Girona, so you know. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, let's get into Sevilla, man. Uh, so uh, not too different from the last time uh, that we faced Sevilla. They're absolutely struggling. Uh, before back in December, before the January break, they were 16th. They sacked their coach, Kike Sanchez. Clay came in, and now they're 15th. <laughs> uh, so the, the sacking of the coach didn't do too much. It's just you know we were discussing about this, and it looks like just from the starting lineup, it's it's like the whole team. It's kind of substandard, especially in the middle of the park. Uh, the only like yeah. good name over there is El Nesiri, and obviously uh, their defense is pretty good. Yeah, I man. Personally, for me, I think uh, I was actually having this chat with a, a couple of my friends like a few months ago, and we were talking about like why Sevilla is struggling so much, and it's kind of like in down to what you said. They don't really have quality. Their old players are kind of like very old. Like you know, Ramos is like 38, 39, and whatever he is, and. Everybody else, like it's, whoever you uh, think, Jesus Navas probably... actually older than Ramos. I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah, Jesus Navas probably older than Ramos, or maybe he's the same. I, I I don't really have the exact numbers down, but but the point is like the all these all the quality that they have in their squad is like from the older players. The younger ones, like maybe like I, I kind of find it funny that we're calling Suso younger, but yeah, relatively he's probably younger than the others. Yeah, Suso and even I think uh, yeah other players that they have, they are they aren't really that good, you know. Uh, there's one young guy in Juan Luis Sanchez who's been like you know who's been linked with Real Madrid at right back position. Who's I think probably could be classified as a guy who's probably had have some quality, you know, had some has some potential in the future. One to watch out for. But apart from that, I don't really see anybody you know players like Jibril. So I mean, they're good, they're decent players, but you know they aren't really uh, that great. And you know Bubakar Sumare, he didn't really. Although I like signing him on FIFA always, like my brother always reminds me. But, uh, you know, the thing is, like, this guy went to uh, Leicester City, couldn't cut it, and now he's at Sevilla. So, he kind of, like, is emblematic of where they are right now, you know, signing players, signing, like, middle-of-the-road players. They've gone from Koundé and Diego Carlos to who probably had the best and had the best defense, in you know, in Spain with that one season in 21-22. And I believe they had Bono as their keeper, and now they don't really have a decent, like, they ha- their keeper is, like, yeah, so-so. And... Yes. Um, their defense, although Ramos is there, but you know, we, uh, I mean, uh, we all know Ramos is in the Ramos of the old, you know, without being too harsh on it. So, I got, it, it, it is kind of, you know, sad to see where Sevilla is right now. Yeah. Uh, gone are the days when they actually, you know, actually went out and won the Europa League every season. Yeah, with Freddy Canute and all those guys, man, they, 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 they had something special going on. Yeah. I would say, like, um, the other good other plus thing is that Lloyd Bardi, like uh, young French centre backs, are always. Uh, yeah, I think they try, they try to sign a quality player in uh, Nianzu as well, the guy from PSG who went to Bayern, and but didn't work out there. So I, I think they kind of try to do something over there. And we were talking about Europa League. We kind of had to give credit to the fact that they won the Europa League last year. But then uh, you know uh, the quality isn't there. It isn't the same, and we were kind of surprised that they won. The Europa League last league, given how bad they were in La Liga. So, again, this season, you know, in the Champions League, they couldn't do much. And right now, in you know, in La Liga, they're struggling again. 
So the lack of quality is kind of, you know, uh, it, it's there to be seen. Uh, but overall, like you said, you know, not, no, not much quality in, in the squad. Yeah, the, that Europa League, like, it was crazy. It was El Nisiri pulling them uh, through somehow and then a lot of luck. A lot of luck, actually, helping them. Yeah, and I, and I think even from that last season, they've kind of lost Bono, right? Yeah. Bono, he, he's going to Al-Hilal, so. Even that squad has, like, lost some of its uh, talents. Rakitic went to, I think, some one of the Arabian clubs. I'm not exactly sure which one. But, yeah, he went there in the summer. So, even, you know, less quality now. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, man, like, uh, so they, like us, they aren't that lucky with injuries, especially uh, coming into this crucial part of the season where they actually have to, you know, pull something out of their asses to get a decent position in the league. Uh, so I'll list out the players that they're missing. Um, Acuna, Luka Bacchio, Agumi, Mariano, uh, Macau as well. <laughs> so so when was the last time you actually saw um, Mariano playing? I don't know. Man. He's been, he was at Romero for so long. I didn't really see him. So for me, this thing is like whenever I hear Mariano, I think yeah, there's a guy who's going to be injured. So, you know? He even has that, like they were protecting the rest of our players last season. So uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. I do miss that aspect of Hazard and Mariano. But even last yeah, time but we Hazard played uh, against them, I think Mariano was still injured. Yeah, for me, the thing about like Hazard has been going around all the podcasts and talking a little bit too much, and that's kind of annoying me. I never like kind of went after him when he was injured because you know injury is part of the game, so you can't really do anything about that. But man, the the way he's been talking has been irking me off late. But yeah, about Mariano, the thing is like, you know, even at Madrid, he used to be constantly injured for some reason. Uh, I, I hope there is no, you know, deeper underlying issue that's like harming him and has like, it potentially could, uh, you know, end up like affecting his quality of life in the future and everything. So I hope everything is all right. Don't want to be too harsh. But like, it is kind of disappointing to see where Mariano has fallen, you know, especially after he did a good season in Lyon and then Madrid like brought him back. I think they, even back then there was a option of him going to Sevilla. I kind of wonder if I had gone back to Sevilla instead of coming back to Madrid, what would have happened then? Because uh, first season at uh, Madrid, he, he scored a couple of goals that were pretty good. I remember that one long range, uh, I think, goal that everybody probably had in their mind. about. Like He scored like five goals for average. So, you know, you, you kind of know most of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kind of do wonder where Mario might have ended up. But yeah, man, I hope he has a you know, decent career from here or not. Perhaps not tomorrow because he's going to be injured. So, but up after that, I hope he has a decent career. Absolutely. For me, the, the top Mariano moment that I remember after he left Madrid is uh, do you remember him uh, going under general anesthesia just to get a leg tattoo? Yeah, 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 I do remember that. That's like one of the most iconic Mariano things. That and the fact that he has a he had a lion and you know his iconic double ponytail hairstyle. Absolutely, man. Is that even a double ponytail? I don't want to get into it. It's... <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about it. Yeah, but yeah. The, uh, speaking about Hazard, like uh, I feel like he is basically implicating himself and like his lack of mentality on like trying to win things, and he just wants to have fun wherever he goes. I feel like it isn't like too much of like slating Real Madrid, but instead like talking about himself. No, no the, for me, it's like uh, yeah, like you said, you know, he he's just showing why he was a poor cultural fit at Real Madrid. For, uh, for some reason, for me, what irks me isn't the fact that uh, he's kind of trying to, you know, get back at Ramadan because I think there it, it isn't that, that it isn't that malicious. But for me, what is like more irritating is the fact like how he's talking about Cristiano. 
because although I'm like not the biggest Cristiano fan, uh, I respect him and I think he's like one of the best players I've ever seen play. But like the way he's been talking about him is like been kind of irritating, saying stuff like, you know, I only consider Messi to be better than me and all that blah, 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 you know, feeding into the rhetoric about Cristiano because, yeah, man, I think uh, while Messi might be more like uniquely talented than Cristiano in some aspects of the game, I think Cristiano is also very incredibly talented. People try to reduce his all of his good stuff to hard work when it's like, you know, hard work helps, but you also need to have some talent. You can't just succeed based on hard work. So, and Cristiano is like incredibly talented as well. When he was at United, we all saw in you know, the first time we all saw how skilled he was technically as well. And the fact that he, you know, refined his game to be more efficient shouldn't be held against him. So for me, Cristiano, the way he's been talking to him, being disrespectful, is like I, I kind of didn't like that. So that's the thing that hurts me more. But yeah, overall, about like what he's saying about Real Madrid is like, like you said, you know. Uh, he's kind of implicating himself and showing himself to be a poor fit. And it kind of goes into what Mourinho used to say about him. You know, the thing is, like, if he had Cristiano's dedication, he probably would have been a better player. But he didn't have it. So, I mean, the results are there to be seen. Definitely. Right, then. Um, I guess let's uh, talk about the matchup. Uh, so, uh, the last few games, Sevilla had been doing decently well. They won two or three of the last five drawn the other two they haven't had a loss recently uh, and it was against difficult opponents as well like after the Girona thrashing they won against Atleti they drew against Valencia I mean I, I did see like parts of the game the second half they were incredibly lucky uh, to come through with a nil-nil yeah but I, I heard they barely had a shot on target so you like kind of say what it is and Real Madrid like going to this game if if we don't you know at least get the three points I would be incredibly disappointed for so Sevilla, I think like they have a pretty bad team right now with players like Lucas Campos. Like, like one of the site websites list him as out. So if he's not gonna be there in the game, like you know, we are gonna be disappointed if we don't come away with three points. You know, despite the players that we're missing. So for me, Madrid, like we have to go into this game with the mentality that we need. You know, we need all three points, whatever happens. Absolutely, and especially with the injuries, like this is the opportunity. Even though they have having kind of a good moment, I feel like we should we have more than enough, uh, even with our injuries. Uh, yeah, man, like we should, especially given the fact that there's some hope that Rudiger comes back for Sevilla. They, like, I mean, we shouldn't really pull put the pedal like no, we shouldn't pull pull our foot off the pedal. Uh, Barcelona are like only eight points behind. You know, it's like three games, so we have to be extremely careful about that. Given the fact that one of the games is going to be against them at the Bernabeu. So, you know, we, we, we have to take it, like, very extremely, uh, extremely carefully. Uh, we we kind of got lucky last week. We, we dropped points against Rio, but Girona kind of managed to lose to Athletic. So, you know, it's good for us. Uh, we should, like, make use of this luck. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought for sure, like, we were going to lose our uh, lead up at the top. But then Athletic Club, they've, they've been, like, really helping us out, uh, really giving the other teams some trouble. Yeah, I man, for me, that also kind of like worries me because uh, I think uh, uh, Athletic, they, they kind of are expected to come to Madrid against the Panama, so we are yet to play them. So that game is going to be kind of, you know, uh, uh, I think important, especially given the fact that Athletic this season, they, they haven't really done well against lower quality opponents, but when it comes to big teams, they, they have always brought their A game. We kind of played them at the start of the season, you know, so that I think it was the first game. So we kind of got lucky that we didn't really have to face them in their, you know, when they were at the, in their full flight. But yeah, it's going to be interesting when they come to Madrid. I think that's definitely going to be a game to watch out for. Yeah, the Iñaki brothers, especially if we have like more injuries or like our defense missing out, like that's going to be a nightmare. 
Yeah, the Williams brothers, man. Like, Nico has, like, uh, proven himself like, extremely to be good. And uh, Iñaki, like, I've always felt Iñaki had that ability to miss empty open nets. But this season, even, even in the last game, he did. <laughs> yeah, but somehow he still managed into sport this season. So that's kind of surprising for me. Yeah, I don't really want to end up on, you know, uh, at the end, uh, bearing the brunt of Iñaki Williams scoring a goal, a guy who can score open net scoring against you. It's like, for me, like, extremely shameful. So, but yeah, uh, that game is going to be definitely good. But first of all, we need to take care of the business at the Bernabeu and against Sevilla. Absolutely. Uh, so let's uh, quickly run through the lineup. Uh, it's Nyland in goal, Jesus Navas uh, at right back, Loic Bade and Ramos as centre backs because Marca is out. Uh, Acuna is out at left back, so it's going to be Pedroza. One interesting stat I found was that uh, it was it wasn't actually Acuna who, in previous seasons, he was the one with the most assists on the team. Like this time, it's actually Pedroza. So he's doing something right, or maybe uh, I haven't seen him too much. Uh, but then he's doing something right. I think he used to be Espanol before. Andre Pedrosa, mm. and now he's at uh, Sevilla. But for for me, like whenever I think, whenever the opportunity has been there, it's like uh, the Acuna has performed better, and Pedrosa hasn't performed that great. But given the injuries, and given some of the like you know interest commitments or whatever, I think it's like it is understandable that probably Pedrosa got a few chances, and you know he had he had assists and stuff. Absolutely. And over in the middle of the park, it might be Ocampos, we're not really sure. Uh, there's conflicting reports. Oliver Torres, I guess. Uh, Sumare, so might be injured. Um, who else can play at uh, right, uh, right wing? Maybe Lamela is back? Uh, the, the, the app that I have is showing Lamela to be injured. And just Lucas Ocampos is also injured. So for me, it's definitely going to be interesting. Like out on the wings, it's going to be probably be. You know, uh, like the guy you mentioned before, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, is, uh, Romero, was it? Isaac Romero? Isaac Romero. Yeah, probably him, Suso, you know, those guys might be playing. Uh, right back, I think, uh, instead of Navas, probably go with Fanlu. Uh, maybe because I don't, uh, that's just my suspicion, Man, not like anything. Yeah, I mean, they've always played, even when they've had the opportunity to play other players, like they've always played just Navas, and he's always performed well against us. It's not like uh, he. He has enough experience to like not get beat by his man very easily. Yeah, th- th- that's fine. But I think like Huang has been slowly getting uh, you know more starts ahead of him, so that that's why I was kind of expecting him to start. But you have a valid point. You know, in big games, the experience of Jesus Navas is going to be integral. So I think it's possible that he starts ahead of him. Okay, and of course it's going to be Hilnesiri at the top. Seven goals in La Liga, top scorer in the season. For Sevilla, yeah, uh, and Nasiri, yeah, man, Nasiri is like he—he he is this guy. When he's on form, he, you know, he—he's really good. But when he's off form, he's like you kind of wonder, like, is it the same striker? But man, yeah, yeah. If if Nasiri is in form, especially given how good he is in the air, and we still are, we still are without Rudiger, is gonna be a problem for us. Yeah, that's, that's a, do you actually think Rudiger could be back? Like all signs are pointing to it, but then. Not sure. They say that he he finished the training session today, like he took part in the training. So I'm hopeful. But then we also had the same reports like before, you know, suddenly he was ruled out for a muscular injury. So just being cautious, you know. Right. And I guess last but not the least, you know, uh, this was the biggest elephant in the room. Uh, Ramos return of him and we're going to actually have a tribute for him. Uh, so is it going to happen before the game or? Uh... Yeah. That is why I heard that there's going to be a small tribute before the game. They, they, they 
wanted to do a bigger tribute, but they think there's an important game for both teams, so they don't really want to mess everything up. But there's going to be a little something for Ramos before the game starts, from what I hear. Well, what do you expect uh, from him? Uh, so do you actually see him like absolutely taking out Vinny or <laughs> finishing Rodrigo? What's going to happen? It, it, I, I think it is a big game. Sergio Ramos is coming back to the Bernabeu, so you know he's going to be charged up. And he's going to give his best. This is only the second time he's coming to the Bernabeu and playing as an opponent. And the first time he did was like way back in the early 2000s. So it's going to be interesting. And I fully expect him to, you know, completely rise to the challenge and show his best because he's at the Bernabeu and Sergio Ramos at the Bernabeu is like a completely different prospect. Yeah. So he's definitely scoring, right? And uh, what is going to be your reaction? Are you actually going to be smiling or crying? I don't know. It depends. If he scores his own goal, I'll be very happy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he has the tendency to do that this season, but uh, yeah, big up to Sergio Ramos, man. Still going the age of this, 38. Yeah, I mean, like Ramos, I think, like, uh, you know, his career is very incredible, especially with Madrid, you know, Lada Sima and everything. And uh, the, especially the leadership that he showed at the club. I, I mean, I've seen some uh, people on Twitter, like, kind of having arguments about where they put him on their, you know, legend status and stuff. Really? Uh, There's still discussions debates. going on about that? Yeah, I mean, especially there, there are some fans that are, that are like more concerned about the sociological, like I don't know, societal aspect or I don't know, off the field things. So th- there are some issues, you know, especially with the contracts and everything that people, some people kind of seem to be pissed off about. But over, I mean, uh, what Ramos did for Ramos for me personally is like undeniable. So you can't really uh, challenge that thing, you know. Ramos, like, he's one of the most legendary captains in Ramos' history, and for me personally. He's the best captain I've ever seen at Real Madrid. So, yeah, he, like, you know, Sergio Ramos coming back to the Bernabeu is going to be special. I kind of wish that his career had ended with Madrid instead of, you know, him having to go back to Sevilla and, you know, having a layover at PSG. But, yeah, it, it, whatever happened, happened. Uh, I hope he, he finishes off his career well, you know, after losing at the Bernabeu. Uh, so, yeah, man, like, uh, Ramos, hopefully when he retires, he comes back to Madrid and he's like, Part of the club in some, you know, in some respects. So that that's what I can hope for at this point in time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it for me like the PSG stint did leave kind of a bad taste in my mouth, but he also had funny moments. I mean, Messi and him playing on the same team when they had all of that history <laughs> it was fun to see. Now, I actually don't blame him for going to PSG. It's like you know the thing is like this guy wanted two years deal and Madrid one giving him. So, yeah, the negotiations happen. For, like, the only thing that people seem to dislike about it is, like, the how how they use the press, especially his brother. I know his brother and Florentino, I, from what the rumors are, don't really get along. And, like, he doesn't really like the agency that his brother represents. So, they used a lot of, in the press, you know, to get some news out and to pressure the club and everything. So, those tactics are, like, I think the club doesn't didn't really like it. So they kind of pulled the offer and whatever happened, happens. Like it's public knowledge and everybody knows about it. So that's the only thing. But for me, from once you aren't getting a contract from Madrid, I think he has to look out for himself. He has to do what's best for him. And he went to PSG, who probably gave him the best money. He was injured for a whole year. And, you know, he, yeah. he enjoyed his time there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. You know, take whatever money you can from PSG. Uh, and the thing is, like, watching him, you said about Messi, but it was also interesting watching him and Mbappe and Hakimi, you know. All of them getting together and putting out videos and everything. Those were kind of funny to watch as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, not much to complain for me personally. He, we never, like, we did face him when, uh, we did face PSG when he was there, but he was injured, thankfully. Uh, 
so nothing really bad happened to us. And you know, the only the only complaint that I might have towards Ramos is the fact that he put his A game against us when we went to Sevilla. So I hope he doesn't bring his A game. Yeah, man, that, that was a difficult game. But yeah, uh, I guess uh, that pretty much wraps it up in terms of Sevilla. And uh, I guess we can go for a short break and hear from Doris where she talks about Manscaped. And when we come back, we'll talk about, you know, uh, all of the stuff going on in Madrid, the injuries, uh, Tony Cruz actually going for the Euros, a bit of Mbappe, maybe even Taylor Swift, you know. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that guys and daniel said i know he said uh big up guys hello madrid in adamas uh just moments ago as just as we were about to play uh the ad from doris but yeah man uh come back we're gonna be here hello madridistas uh, i'm back once again to remind you guys that we're part in love with manscaped and uh, if you want to help and support this project and this little family of ours, uh, be sure to check out Manscaped and use code LBR20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. So 2024 is in full swing. We're already a month in. And if you had any New Year's resolutions to look better, you know, feel better, uh, have a company called Manscaped. They're trusted by more than 10 million men worldwide. And if you want to take a positive step, you know, in a good direction this year uh start with yourself and manscaped asked us to introduce you guys to the new lawnmower 5.0 ultra uh it's a hair trimmer you know for your sensitive bits uh it features skin safe technology you know to keep your sensitive bits safe it has an led bright it's waterproof you can use it in the shower you get two extra heads uh blade heads to uh go either full smooth or an normal blade head um if you want to go all in you can get the whole package you get a nose trimmer you get crop preserver it's a ball deodorant uh, you get some aftershave and in the box you also get some boxers and a bag you know to keep all of those things in um so yeah if you're interested go to uh, manscape.com use code lbr20 to get 20 percent off at checkout uh and free shipping that's LBR20 to get 20% off uh, and free shipping at manscaped.com. And thank you guys. Uh, and back to the video. Cool. Welcome, guys. We're back. Especially you, Danielson. Hope you didn't leave. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're back, man. And it's not really that that much of uh, good news. There, there's some uh, highlights in terms of Madrid. Maybe Rudiger is back, but we're not really sure on that front either. Uh, I'll just list out all of the injured and missing players, man. Carvajal is out, obviously, with the red card. The the appeal with in his case, uh, it got rejected for obvious reasons. Courtois is actually back in training, but uh, he's not going to feature anytime soon. Alaba, Militao. Um, Bellingham are also out. Bellingham, I believe, he just started training on the pitch again. Uh, maybe back in a couple of weeks, maybe for Valencia or for Leipzig, de depending on how that goes. Hoselu, the big news, uh, he's out for three weeks with, uh, I believe, an injury to his ankle. Uh, and they called it bone edema. I didn't even know you can get edema on your bone, man. Yeah, it's, it's like even like for me when I heard bone edema, I was kind of like trying to figure out what they meant. There's like a bone marrow edema thing. 
where basically uh, the the marrow kind of swells because of you know uh, repeated injuries or there can be multiple causes, but I think it's probably due to repeated injuries in this case. So yeah, there's a swelling in the bone. It probably takes some medication and you know let it rest and hope it goes down. So yeah, it, it is kind of funny to you know watching winter. You kind of get to learn new pathologies that you didn't really weren't really you know familiar with. So yeah, that was kind of funny. It's fascinating as a doctor, but then it's fucked as a fan. <laughs> no, this is like this is like incredibly uh, incredibly specialized uh, field of medicine because you know uh, these guys like not ever as a regular doctor you don't really get to see these guys and everything, but like uh, when you are working in that field every day you get to see injuries kind of like this and you're more familiar with it. So for me, because that is not my area of expertise, so I don't really know much about it. But it was kind of you know it's kind of interesting to get to learn about it watching Real Madrid and you know this is the funny thing you are always learning something from Madrid you know it's, it's not just about sports it's also about other things because following Madrid I kind of got to learn more about finance than I did you know doing anything else so it's kind of funny absolutely but yeah man this wholesale injury has me totally worried this now means that we officially have no plan B uh, if somehow shit hits the fan against Leipzig or anything I mean Arda Guller might get a little bit more game time <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, the Turkish fans are like silently celebrating right now. But yeah, yeah, man, it, it's gonna be interesting. But I, but you know, the thing is, like, I'm I can I am kind of confident in Ancelotti and his ability to figure things out. The good news on the center back front is, I think Marvel, like one of important center backs for Castilla, is coming back from injury, so then we could be good on uh, you know have back up on that and at least in the future maybe if he you know if he gets a little bit of game time gets some match fitness and everything uh on the strikers and yeah Hoselu is a big miss but i think it could open up a door for castilla and you know uh, alvaro the guy who scored the goal against atleti last season probably gives him a chance because he has that uh same let's say archetype that Hoselu does although i think alvaro hasn't really performed well this season for castilla so for me, yeah, it, it does open a door and let's see what solutions Antonotti comes up with because I'm sure he'll figure something out. Yeah, so early on in the season, like we were talking about Alvaro missing out because of poor form and uh, the, just the fact that we have so less forward. So we were expecting him to actually come on this season and it hasn't happened. So he's still out of form, yeah? Yeah, I, I think to, at the beginning of the season, he was also having some injuries, back injuries and stuff. But I, I, I think recently, like, I haven't really watched Castilla, but, like, from everybody who does, I've been kind of hearing the fact that he has been incredibly poor in form. And, like, they, they're kind of surprised, like, the player from last season has completely disappeared. So it's kind of disheartening to see that happen. Yeah, but like it or not, like, uh, I feel like he, like you said, he's the only archetype similar to Joselu, and if he need to put some crosses in, he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy, and I think Ancelotti kind of, is more familiar with him, so he's probably gonna, you know, if, if if something different is needed, we could potentially call him up. But you know, there are other players as well. Nico Paz is there, and Gonzalo Garcia is there, so there, there are other players as well. Yeah, so the, the, we saw them all in training. Yeah, there was also one more new guy. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, saw him training, and then you know, posing with Kamavinga and Vinny and whatnot. What's his name? I forgot his name. I forgot his name, but yeah, I saw him in the training video that they posted. I haven't okay. seen him yet. Okay, okay. I'll probably look it up later and you know, yeah. see who that is, because uh, because I've been like kind of feeling a little bit under the weather, so I haven't really kept up with the training videos and everything. So I'm kind of lost. Yeah, the training videos are always fun. Uh, you get to see a bit of Modric, you know, even when he doesn't play. Not, not. Yeah, I, I think he could potentially play tomorrow, right? 
yeah, uh, definitely, especially if uh, Rudiger is in back, then we have no option but to play. Yeah, so we could be seeing yeah. more, you know, outside of the training videos. Maybe last week I was a little bit too harsh on him, and you know, this time around he comes and shuts me up. So I'm oh, hoping man. he does that. But yeah, I guess that that's a good segue into actually heading into the lineups. Uh, because, let's say, worst case scenario, Rudiger is still missing and uh, Chamani has to play centre-back. That means that our midfield is very, very thin. It's basically um, Modric, Cruz and Valverde. So, who's actually going to play as DM? It's, it's going to be Cruz, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be Cruz and probably Modric and, you know, uh, Fede Valverde trying to flank him. I think pro- hopefully Fede plays on the right and Modric plays on the left, you know. And left back is probably going to be Mendy. I think he's coming back now. Uh, we have Nacho being present, captain. Probably Chouameni if Rudiger is in back, playing as a centre back, and Lucas Vasquez playing on the right back. So that's going to be funny. But like, yeah, it is what it is. And then we, I, I hope that Lunin has like completely taken, made up spot his own, and there's no, like, there's no discussion about bringing Kepa back. But I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said previously as well, like they bought in Kepa, so they decide, okay, maybe one game we give it to you. That's gonna be. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but I think Lundin is gonna start in their goalkeeping position. Absolutely. Up front, I think it's gonna be Vinicius and Rudiger and Brahim. Vinicius. Yeah, and sorry, Rudiger, not Rudiger, yeah, yeah. not Rudiger. I mean, I, I wouldn't totally mind, you know, if it's at the 85th minute and you know you see Rudiger at striker. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> I, mean, I hope that doesn't happen. We don't. We aren't in that situation. I hope we are already winning by five or six zero by this. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it was interesting with uh, Kepa. So I read reports that he was like totally unhappy, obviously, uh, because he's not getting minutes. Did he realistically have a chance uh, in the Spanish team uh, for the Euros? I think it's the second keeper for Spain. So I think he probably didn't. Now he doesn't have. Is he is he going to be left out or something? Um, reports are saying that he could be left out, uh, considering his poor form and whatnot. Yeah, for me that would be sad because I think he, I wouldn't really blame him too much for poor form. He he didn't make a couple of mistakes, but I think other than that he was pretty solid. And when you look at the stats, he's been like one of the betting, better performing keepers. And when you look at Spanish keepers, I don't really think there's anybody else who could like you know you would go and say, oh man, this guy should be ahead of Kepa. Like maybe Arsenal fans might say David Raya should be there, and you know Uri Simon is like uh, the undisputed number one. I think Kepa should be undisputed number two. Uh, David Rai, you bring in as a third keeper. I don't really see anybody else apart from that, you know, to like uh, I who I would think, uh, man, this guy should be the national team. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, is Degea? I mean, he, he was left out of the lap- national team for a long time, right? It's been a while. I mean, David Degea hasn't played like in a long time, right? So. Yeah, yeah. No it's just visual thinking, man. I just loved Degea as a goalie. You, you do you love David Deha, man. Like, you're the first person I've ever met who's told me I love David Deha. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to watch all of those United highlights and David Deha was the MVP in Curs- those games. Cursing the fax machine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, we have the starting lineup, but um, do we actually have a plan B? Like, who are the actual substitutes who can come on? Are Guler? Who else? Yeah, I mean, if it's that way, I, I guess you only have Arda Guler left. I don't really see anybody else being, you know. Uh, the, but the thing is, that is the thing about injuries, you know, they always leave you thin. The good thing is, like, at least we have, uh, we can scrape together players to play, uh, you know, put out a proper 11, even when all these players are injured. But yeah, like, I think it's going to be Arda and Fran. I don't, I'm struggling to remember other names, maybe Dani Sabayos. Sabayos, yeah. Yeah, apart from that, I don't really, yeah. 
nobody else comes to mind man speak uh, so potentially like who do you see from castilla who can actually start is nico pass on form uh, is he healthy and what not uh, for for me personally i think even only nico pass is the guy who ancelotti might uh, decide to bring into the team but the thing is like he's not going to play him ahead of the first teamers because we know how ancelotti is and he's like always going to give the first teamers a chance before he gives it to you know the castilla players so i think our regular sebayos and uh, fran garcia probably potentially the only changes he's going to make if he does unless i'm missing out any names that you know yeah i don't think there are other names mo i think this is it yeah, this is it only three substitutions yep <laughs> if we're lucky um, carlo might even forget lucky. that we have five substitutes so uh okay anyways uh, i guess uh, that pretty much wraps up the lineup as well so let's talk about i, I i'm just super excited to talk about the next three topics man uh okay the tony, tony cruz in the euros uh, do you actually did you see that happening uh, for me it was a total surprise i thought he was like going to say ask ask them to fuck off after everything that happened now uh, for me the funny thing is like if he had to say no he would have said like no at the start but the fact that he took this time to decide made me think that he was considering it uh, the, the he has decided to come back but i don't really see what germany game from him coming back yet i mean tony cruz is a brilliant player so obviously you know you gain the experience and you gain the quality but does it really help them because i don't really think midfield was the problem the problem has always been the fact that they don't really have a striker and you know the wing backs aren't really good so for me tony cruz doesn't fix either of those problems <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Is it actually still uh, Timo Werner for them up top at striker? I don't know. I don't really think anybody plays for them. I think it's Nicolas Fulkrug and all those guys. Oh. I think Timo Werner is like putting. If he gets called up, he's like a winger or something, not as a striker. Right, and Maybe yeah, we, they, we know they, how Sane and Nabri are. I mean, they they do miss a lot of chances. So. Yeah, I man. I I think. a lot of us like kind of i i know a lot of criticism gets leveled towards rodrigo but when you compare it to players like these you know everybody's like yeah man if he had sane if he had nabri if he had like this guy if he had that guy but then rodrigo rodrigo is like better than all of them so i i think we don't really appreciate our players a lot when you look at players like sane and uh, nabri or like they they're good players but you know they aren't really as prolific as we think they are 100% i guess uh, do you feel like let's say does this mean anything for tony cruz's retirement him actually going to the euros i mean uh, we can sit and speculate i mean we do uh, oh, yeah, a that, podcast that's what we always do man like we sit and speculate yeah we can sit and speculate so for me personally i think if if, if the euros go exceptionally well and somehow germany end up winning the euros if i was cruz i could potentially see this you know as the point to stop my career sign for the euros yeah. better than this you you have won everything at club level you have won everything at national level so what more is there to do so it could be the end but if it doesn't really go well then probably you'll be thinking okay man let's give it one more season and end it on a high next season so that those are two things that keep in my mind because zidane also you know uh, france went to the world cup although i think zidane had decided even before the world cup started that this was going to be his end so uh, yeah it, he could go down the route of zidane and you know end it with the euros yeah speaking of uh, the other guy who could potentially get retired you, did you see the report that ancelotti offered mortis like a coaching position yeah i did and that's kind of surprised because like if i was mortis i would kind of find it insulting because you know every report that i've seen from mortis has been the fact that if 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 he does not continue at bramadel he is going to play at another club because he still thinks he has some football left in him 
And immediately after that report came out, there was another report like saying, you know, Modric has decided he's not gonna, uh, like Modric immediately told Ancelotti that he's not gonna be there and he wants to continue, blah, 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 blah. You know, from Modric, I think it was in some Croatian newspaper. So it's probably being fed by, you know, Modric's representation and everything. So yeah, for me personally, given how Modric is and how he probably thinks about it, you know, reading all the reports, I, I, if I was Modric, I would kind of find it or something. You know, this guy I want to play on is asking me to be a manager coach. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, I feel like we have to soon talk about like where his potential destination can be. We know earlier on in the season, like Beckham met him and then maybe called him up to Inter Miami. Yeah, I mean, that's a valid thing. Maybe Inter Miami, there was also some speculation about him going to Saudi, playing with uh, Cristiano at Al Nasser. That could be an option. Or there might be some team in uh, Europe who wants him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a club like Milan or something, you know, because uh, they could use it as experience. They have a good young team. Some experience for a player like Modric might be there. And I think uh, Modric is, uh, even with his declining physical attributes, I think Modric can do well in this area. Because it isn't as a high pace, so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Italy, or maybe he decides to go back to Croatia, you know, and play for Dinamo. So, oh man, that'll be a sight to see. I mean, I'm sure Doris would appreciate it. I mean, I think Doris is a split fan. I do, so she might not appreciate it that much because they have a rivalry over there. But I mean, Modric, Modric, yeah, he's he's a Croatian hero. I mean, I don't know about the fit. Uh, you're talking about uh, AC Milan, right? Uh, not Inter Milan. Because yeah, yeah. did you hear no, from no, the Inter. week? Uh, Inter Milan have the best playmaker in the world. Chalanoglu. Yeah, he's a deep line playmaker. But I kind of think it was like, um, it was a little bit taken out of context because he, there was this guy who was like asking him questions. And he didn't really mention Hakan like till, till the end. He was basically asking like, where would you rank these... Uh, uh, registers and he was like first he said Rodri, he said second, Cruz, third and I think there were some two other players like Enzo and there was another guy I forgot his name yeah. and then at the end he says Hakan and I was like okay what so that was kind of funny I don't think it was like that serious was, you know that we have to kind of get ah, like all angry about it but yeah it was kind of funny mm-hmm. but I, I think Hakan you know despite everything that that has been said Hakan like has completely reinvented himself because he used to be an attacking midfielder, especially when he was in Germany, and even when he was playing at Milan. So the, to go from there to being a deep lying playmaker, the, the, the transition that he has made, you know, has been incredible. And even maybe against Atleti, it wasn't his best game, but still he was pretty influential for me. And uh, like yeah, of, out of all the three midfielders, really nice couple of uh, through balls. Yeah, and out of all the three midfielders, I kind of found him to be doing his role the best. So for me personally, yeah, Barella and Hakan are like probably one of the best, better midfielders in Europe this season. Absolutely. I guess uh, let's let's talk about the turtle man now. Uh, it's been coming. So reports are by Fabrizio, especially like that's what I saw. Hundred million sign on. Uh, it's going to be a similar salary to Vini or Bellingham, and maybe Bellingham even gets like a salary bump uh, because he comes. So. Uh, what do you take on that? Like, do you think a hundred million sign on over five years is like a bit too much, or like it's it's totally what you expected? Uh, I think it was like between hundred to hundred fifty. That's what's been rumored. Uh, like, it would be along expected lines because uh, everybody was kind of saying he'd be probably getting one twenty million. So it is expected. It is it isn't a huge surprise? But from reports I had read, like I remember it was, I think it was Sports Zone. They were saying that they want one fifty million in signing on bonus like the Mbappe camp. 
So uh, that's probably not going to be a big issue for me. The biggest issue has always been image rights. I want to see like how how what kind of agreement they come to it because I think even the last time that we were, we had these negotiations with uh, Mbappe, like no, not we, but Real Madrid had these negotiations with Mbappe. They they image rights had been a sticking point. So it's going to be interesting to see how they resolve it. And I think from all the reports, that's the one thing they're negotiating on right now. So, and, you know, before they put pen to paper, I think that's the biggest thing to get over. As for wages, I remember there was a Ramadan vice president who did an interview uh, in September, October, and they were saying that, you know, most Ramadan players have like similar uh, basic uh, salaries. So it's like their fixed pay is similar, but they have a lot of bonuses. So that is what actually differentiates what they get at the end of the season. So for me, Mbappe, while he might be at the same category as Vinicius and Bellingham in the fixed payments, but he's probably going to have a lot more bonuses that are probably going to take him you know, a lot higher than the others. Absolutely. And especially given the fact that we are probably going to give him a lot more image rights, um, 70-30 or maybe you know something that we don't really give to everybody. Because I think every Ramadan plays like 50-50 on image rights, except from Vinny and Bellingham, who's probably at like 60% or something. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, Ashik is in the comments. He says, Yo, Maja, what's up, boys? And you excited about Mbappe coming to Real Madrid for another season? Yeah, well, he he joined, he always manages to join us whenever we talk about you know Mbappe. It's not that we always yeah. talk about Mbappe, just when you join, we are talking about Mbappe. <laughs> when Ashik is here, we have to talk about Mbappe, yeah? Yeah. But man, it's like, how can you not be excited about Mbappe? It's like, yeah, man, everything that has happened has happened, but like this guy still remains the best player in the world. And he, unlike Eden Hazard, he seems to be somebody who's like competitively uh, inclined, you know, somebody who wants to be the best and somebody who wants to be efficient. Uh, those kind of guys like do well at Madrid. So, you know, it's I'm kind of excited to see what Mbappe does when he comes to Madrid. Yeah, Ashik says, I think Mbappe is leaving PSG because they can't allow him to manscape. Escaping PSG for manscape. Yeah, he... Ashik with the word players always, you know. He could probably use the, you know, what was it? Beer hedger? He could probably use it on his head. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, but uh, do you see any other dominoes falling? So in terms of players, uh, do you feel like um, the likes of Rodrigo or Brahim, like especially since Edric is also coming on, or Dagular as well, he hasn't been able to play at all? So do you think when Mbappe and Edric come, like we potentially see some of the others leaving? Or it's really interesting. For me, the biggest question is if we'll make Hoselu permanent. Mm. Because um, although Hoselu does offer something different, it is important to keep in mind that he's over 30 and we're going to be spending 1.5 million to sign him. Because that's the... That's uh, peanuts. That's peanuts. Uh, no, it's going to be 1.5 million and given that he's over 30, he's probably going to one, get one year contract. So you're spending 1.5 million plus wages over one year for a player, like getting a player for one year. And then Remedit, I think they are getting towards a play style that is more, like more focused on combination plays around the box. So, and Hoselu doesn't really fit that. But Hoselu offers something different. So for me, that's that's the that's an important thing. Rodrigo is somebody who fits in that combination play aspect. Uh, he's very good at it. Raheem also fits that. He's also very good at it. Hoselu is the odd man out. So it's going to be interesting to see. But like you said, it could be that, you know, Ada or somebody goes out on loan and, you know, uh, Hoselu gets in. But then there's also the question of Endrick. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting situation overall. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, like Farouk is also here. He says, hello from the other side. Did you cut your bun, Jacob? No, man. It's 
it's behind me. You just can't see it because of the angle. But yeah, I, I no, didn't he... trim, trim it out. Maybe he's thinking you use some Manscaped products. Oh yeah, like how do you think I got the fade? <laughs> Farooq, by the way, like it's awesome pictures that you had, man. I didn't know you were so photogenic. Farooq, Farooq is just waiting for some offer from GQ. Yeah. Any moment now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, guys, anyone listening on, like, go check out our Instagram uh, for Farooq's photos, especially if you miss him, like we do. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I guess we can slowly wrap this. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, I did have another thing to ask you, like, uh, about the Taylor Swift concert. Are you, are you actually going to okay. be tuning in for that? I mean, definitely. Why not? Taylor Swift has, like, like yeah. Okay, maybe she's not my most favorite singer, but I mean, she's a decent, she's a pretty good singer. Uh, some of her songs are like uh, pretty good. So, I mean, why not? If it's at the Bernabeu, why not? Oh, are you someone who in your childhood li- listened to Love Story all the time? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why are you spilling all my secrets out today? <laughs> what is your problem? Yeah, it's just the part, you know, right time to get personal when there's not a lot of people around. <laughs> It's just Ashik and Farooq, you know, you can let it loose. I mean, like, uh, I haven't really heard a lot of Taylor Swift songs, but I mean, I have heard like she writes some good stuff. Yeah. I, I remember listening to one song when I was like, you know, uh, I was like going to the clo- closest shop and to buy something and I was like kind of bored. So I turned on the radio and there was one song of hers. I don't, I, I haven't even forgotten what the name was, but I kind of find like, yeah, he's a decent singer. He's a pretty good singer. I mean, she, you don't make billions out of songs if you weren't a good singer. So, yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift and the Bernabeu, why not? A good time to give it a shot. Yeah, it was just funny, like, this way, because we were trying to push uh, push up a La Liga game just so that we can have more preparation time for the concert. I, I mean, uh, Taylor Swift is more important than La Liga, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ashik asks, uh, Mbappe signing is a hype signing. We need a natural right back uh, who is quality and a younger central defender and a left back. Uh, the midfield is pretty stacked, and up front we need a quality point man. Mbappe is not a necessity. I mean, the thing is, like Mbappe it might not be a necessity, but that, that is the same thing that we kind of talked about Jude last season, right? We were talking about how we have enough in midfield, we should be signing a striker. I think <clears throat> the plan is to sign as many quality players as possible, and then you know figure it out from there. So Mbappe is somebody if he's available, you never say no to. And about the right back, I think for now with Carvajal and Lucas, we, we are decently stacked. Probably, you know, next summer we could go. Uh, there were some rumors about Hakimi uh, like in the past couple of weeks. So that could be something interesting. But we'll see what happens, you know, next summer. And as for centre back, they, they are kind of like looking at Euro. Like I said, since December, they've been following him for a long time. But if Jorge Mendes wants him to go to PSG, there's not much Ramirez can do about it. And, you know, given the amounts Lille is asking for, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, the one player I've always wanted at Madrid is Bastoni. So, 2025, Bastoni could be the potential for Madrid, you know. Uh, get, oh, Bastoni against Atleti, like, really showed his ability, man. Uh, especially his playing out of the back. Yeah, playing out of the back and his ability. You know, I saw him crossing the ball from, like, center of the pitch. Center of the pitch into the box. I mean, as a center back, how do you do that? And if, we're, if, if Madrid face Inter Milan, that's the one thing that, you know, Scares the like this scares me a lot because the, those balls you can't really stop them. So yeah, Bastoni is somebody I I really like and I I want to see him at Madrid if you know if possible. Absolutely. And as for the uh, like, I take issue with the statement that our midfield is actually stacked. So 
like potentially Tony Cruz and Morris both are leaving then we actually don't have a ball playing midfielder who can who's like the metronome of this team yeah i i, I mean it all depends on the kind of formation we play if we're only going to start with three midfielders you have like Jude Fede Chouameni coming i think that's potentially not like that's enough depth and then you have the likes of Ada and Nico Paz as well who could you know step in when needed but um I mean, if if the club feels the need of a low playing midfielder, they could easily get him. I mean, there are good options in the market. Like, I mean, the, you can't really get a player like Tony Cruz because Tony Cruz is like one. Uh, there there aren't anybody else like Tony Cruz, but you could, you know, you could adjust around and see if some somebody else in the market, you know, somebody who is good on the ball who can do a decent job circulating the ball. So somebody comes in and does the job. Yeah, someone like Chalanoglu, maybe. <laughs> Cheap line playmaker. Yeah, that's I don't know, like I think it's a little bit old for him. Just yeah. Pushing yeah. 30, I think. Absolutely. Um, couple more comments uh, from Ashik. He says, I know Taylor Swift was trouble when she walked in. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, 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 that's a true sign of a Swifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Real Madrid is tailor made for Swift resolution to scheduling conflict. Man. Uh, Ashik has a way with words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one also is like, fuck, I don't even want to read this. It, it almost makes me cringe slightly. Taylor Swift will have a delicate performance at the Bernabeu and there won't be any bad blood. So you heard the song Bad Blood, yeah? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and Farouk asks, uh, Cruz playing the, in the Euros means he actually continues next year. Well, like, depending on how the Euros go, like Mo said, it could mean yeah. that he uh, stops his career right there. Uh, we don't know. We can just speculate, man. But it could go either way. Yeah, man. Like, you've said everything. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, do you have anything else to talk about? Or do you think we covered it all? I mean, not, not really much. I'm just, like, uh, over the midweek, it's a kind of happy athletic lost Barcelona drew but you know I hope Barcelona get knocked out of the Champions League but this was like the worst week of Champions League that I ever watched apart from the inter-athletic game because inter-athletic game was quality you know especially incredibly incredible quality in that game but Barcelona Napoli game looked fit for a Europa League game or maybe even a Conference League game so I hope both these teams are in the Conference League next season you know hope Barcelona are in the Champions League but yeah they gotta win the Champions League next season. Were you surprised about the Arsenal game? I didn't actually watch Arsenal. I don't know. Some Arsenal fans seem to like really think too much about the club. I, I remember there were some squad lists being thrown around Twitter where they had nine Real Madrid, like nine Arsenal players and two Real Madrid players in a combined level. So I, I kind of think that at this level the competition needs a little bit more experience. I still expect Arsenal to go through because you know uh, when they take the game back to Emirates, I think they have a lot of quality, especially players like Saka and you know even Martinelli. I think they had a bad game, but you don't really expect them to do it every time. So it's going to be interesting to see how Porto cope with it. They have a, you know, they have something to fight for at the Emirates. It's going to be interesting, game, but let's see what happens. Yeah, man, like it's going to be taking, it's going to take something special from Pepe to actually come through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Ashik says, yeah, clearly Arsenal attack is no match for Pepe. And uh, Ajay, <laughs> Ajay Makwana is here in the comments. He says, Hala Madrid. Hala, Hala Madrid. Madrid. Uh, I guess, man. Let's uh, let's go to predictions. Uh, are you predicting Sergio Ramos hat trick or? Every time I predicted an easy game for Madrid, I'll be somehow messed it up. And every time I predicted a tough game, we have somehow had it easy. So for me, yeah, very tough game, man. 
is going to be a one-man draw. Sergio Ramos scoring a goal, like on both ends, one goal for them, one goal for us. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really predict anything, man. Like, I- I'm just like worthless at prediction, so the universe doesn't take anything from me. Uh, I'm gonna go with a, a very hard fought to one victory because they always somehow make it difficult for us, and we make uh, life difficult for us against Sevilla. So I'm just gonna give you an interesting stat, uh, potentially jinxing the club, but you know, you can do all your anti jinx stuff, everything. But I think the fa- last 15 visits for Sevilla, they haven't won a single time. And we have kind of won every time, so you know. I think yeah, the chances are good. I hope we deliver it. We step up our performance, and we don't repeat what happened at the Vallecas. Absolutely. And Ajay says it's going to be a two-nil Madrid win, easy. Ashik says no, it's going to be a, a no Jose hat trick this match, and but it's still going to be final Real Madrid. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, man. But unless uh, if. Uh, Jose Luz actually fit, I'm sure he would have scored a hat-trick. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, uh, we'll leave from here. Uh, I guess uh, pick up every one of you in the chat. Ashik, Madriti, Danielson, Farooq, and Ajay. Thank you all of you guys for being here. And, you know, if you're new here and somehow haven't subscribed to us yet, do hit the subscribe and hit the like button, man. really helps us, helps us out. Also, it's like one of... Uh, we absolutely would appreciate if you can actually get something to support us from Manscaped. You know, it doesn't really cost that much uh, if you just buy like a ball wipes, which is just basically wet wipes for your balls and uh, maybe even a t-shirt. So if you use the code, you can get it for potentially 15 or 16 bucks. So yeah, uh, if you can, do support us, man. And do check out uh, our Instagram as well. Uh, I think we'll have some awesome content from the Vrindavao in the Sevilla game so keep your eyeballs peeled for that last but not the least pick up our partners over at Real Madrid Committee uh, check out their awesome Instagram page on Instagram and that's pretty much it More yeah and the Manscaped code is LBR20 you know oh. if anybody forgets LBR20 LBR20 at manscaped.com absolutely I guess we bid farewell man uh, you, yeah. you know what to say yeah, hello Madrid. Hello Madrid. <laughs>